0: SOME BREAKING NEWS uh, COMING TO US FROM CAPITOL HILL. THIS IS ON SENATOR TOMMY TUBERVILLE'S MONTHS-LONG HOLDS ON MILITARY PROMOTIONS. WE HAVE CNN'S Mani RAJI WHO IS FOLLOWING THE VERY LATEST. Uh, Mani, BRING US UP TO SPEED HERE. WHAT'S HAPPENED?
1: Yes, Senator Tommy Tuberville, after a full year holding up military nominees over his demands that the Pentagon change his abortion policy, just announced that he is backing down. He is not going to hold up all these military promotions that he has been doing all year long to get his demands met. Now he will allow almost all of them to go through. There are roughly 450 military promotions that have been held up amid this one-man blockade. But Tuberville just told a group of reporters, including our colleague Lauren Fox, that he will hold up all of them except for the handful of four-star generals, the four-star nominees. There are about 10 or so 10 or 11 of those 450 that he wants individual roll call votes on but the rest of them under four stars three stars and below all those he can will allow to go forward that means that chuck schumer the senate majority leader can go to the floor and simply allow call for their vote and be they can be approved as quickly on a voice vote something that typically has done time and time again for many many years what has made this situation so unusual is that these nominees which are Promotions all across the military ranks typically are very quickly confirmed, but Tupperfield has tried to block them to use them as leverage to get his demands met. He had concerns that Pentagon its post-Roe policy would reimburse service members who travel out of state for reproductive services, including abortions. He wanted that scrapped. He called that policy illegal. The Pentagon said no, it wouldn't, and the stalemate for months has persisted. But Tuberville facing pressure from his right flank, from within the Senate Republican Conference, over this and calls to potentially change the Senate procedures to allow these to, these nominees to be confirmed without his support. There was talk about Republicans joining Democrats in that effort, all of which led to pressure on Tuberville to ultimately back down here. So a significant development in this year-long fight. Tommy Tuberville says he's backing down after more than 10 months of holding up these key nominees across the Pentagon.
0: Monu, yeah, it seems, let's just be clear here, it seems Moni, or Monu, it seems that Tuberville's reasons for this hold, that there's been some mission creep over time, right? Initially, it seemed that it was the Pentagon's abortion travel compensation policy. Then he, at times, he would say that, you know, there are just too many generals, the, the military is too top-heavy. And then more recently, it seems as if he's justifying remaining this hold on the four stars so that you can look individually at ones that he thinks are maybe more liberal than others.
1: That's right. I mean, but the bottom line here is that he was about to get rolled by his own conference. See, there was no way out for Tommy Tuberville because of the fact that several of them indicated they were planning to vote with Democrats to change the Senate procedures, and essentially circumvent Tommy Tuberville's hold here. So he decided perhaps it's best just to back down at this point, given the growing and growing pressure. But you're right, Brianna, for so many months, he dismissed that this had real national security implications, something the Pentagon warned about, something senators, Republican senators like Dan Sullivan warned about, something Lindsey. Graham warned about. Even Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell had raised concerns about Tuberville's tactics. He dismissed all of it, said that he had been speaking to other generals who said there was no problem whatsoever on the battlefield. But the political pressure really has led to this point for Tommy Tuberville. There really was no way out of this standoff, so he decided to back off, allowing most of these 450 military promotions to go through, which will happen in the coming days here at Brianna.
0: Yeah, many of them in very key roles, very pertinent to the conflicts that we are seeing playing out in the Middle East and also in Ukraine. Manu, thank you for the very latest there. This is obviously a huge development coming off of the Hill. We'll continue to monitor it. Let's talk a little bit more about this and also some other topics, some pressing topics with Mark Esper, who of course served as defense secretary under former President Trump. He's also the author of A Sacred Oath, Memoirs of a Secretary of Defense During Extraordinary Times. Uh, This was Pretty extraordinary, uh, Secretary. What we saw coming from Tommy Tuberville here the last several months. What do you think of this development that he's giving up on these holds, except for four stars?
2: Yeah, it's, look, it's great news, Brianna, and it's frankly long overdue. I'm I'm surprised that he broke that he uh, backed down. Uh, that, that's startling as well. Although I've talked to a few senators in recent days, and of course there was a plan to uh, offer a uh, a rule change, a temporary rule change that would allow the Senate to to move most of these nominees through, except for the four stars. And I think he saw the writing on the wall and, and probably didn't want to see that happen. Uh, probably thought that would hurt him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he obviously, as Manu said, was going to get rolled. But he's had this changing reason, as I mentioned, for why he's doing this. And he still seems to be supporting hanging on to the holds for the four stars by saying they should be looked at individually to see if some are woke. Um, I mean, what do you think about his reasoning for that, and how it risks politicizing individual promotions of generals?
2: Well, you know, uh, myself and uh, my, my predecessors, uh, seven or eight of us, wrote uh, last spring that we thought this was a wrong move—that um, that military officers should not be held up in block, that they were not um, implementing this policy or developing this policy, but they were being politicized as a result. Now, look. IF A MEMBER WANTS TO HOLD UP INDIVIDUAL OFFICERS, THAT'S FINE. AND THEY CAN HAVE THAT, THEY CAN HAVE A TALK, TRY TO WORK IT OUT BEHIND THE SCENES. Um, AND SO I THINK AT THIS POINT, AT LEAST, WHATEVER REMAINING FOUR STARS ARE LEFT, IT SHOULD BE ABLE TO QUICKLY EXPEDITE AND PROCESS THEM THROUGH. NOW, I'VE ARGUED THAT WHILE TUBERVILLE WAS, was DOING THIS, WHICH I THOUGHT was, SHOULD NOT HAVE HAPPENED, IT WAS WRONG, uh, I THOUGHT CHUCK SCHUMER SHOULD HAVE BEEN MOVING the, AS MANY OFFICERS THROUGH AS HE COULD. Uh, but hopefully this will all happen fairly quickly. It will still take some time to move even 10 officers through uh, if Tupperfield decides to hold up each one of them. Um, but at least there's, some, there's, a, there's light at the end of the tunnel now.
0: Yeah, four stars are important. You know, <laughs> obviously they're the most decorated of these generals uh, and these flag officers that we're seeing here. We, we originally had you on, and I want to talk to you about what we're seeing in Israel and Israel facing pressure from the U.S to be more careful as it targets Hamas and to make sure that it is minimizing civilian casualties. So I wanted to talk to you about that because we heard an Israeli government spokesperson saying this morning that Israel is open to constructive feedback on minimizing civilian deaths, but really as long as it's consistent with Israel's goal of destroying Hamas. I think what we're hearing there uh, is not a lot of receptivity on the part of Israel there. In your view, does Israel risk a LOT HERE IF THE LEGITIMACY WITH WHICH IT IS EXECUTING ITS WAR INCREASINGLY COMES INTO QUESTION.
2: WELL, LOOK, THEY ARE A DEMOCRACY. THEY HAVE uh, SIGNED UP TO THE GENEVA CONVENTIONS. THEY ARE BOUND TO CONDUCT THEMSELVES BY THE LAWS OF LAND WARFARE, AND THEY SHOULD. Uh, IT'S IMPORTANT NOT JUST IN, in TERMS OF uh, THE TACTICAL SUCCESS ON THE GROUND, BUT IT'S ALSO IMPORTANT WITH REGARD TO HOW HISTORY r- RECORDS THIS MOMENT IN TIME AND THE STRATEGIC NARRATIVE AND HOW THEY ARE RECEIVED AFTER THE FACT. and. What that means for the population of Gaza going forward. So I think, for all those reasons, it it is important that they take care, much as it's important for the United States and other Western militaries to take care uh, and and conduct operations in accordance with the laws of land warfare. So I'd I'd hope we'd see in this next phase less use of airstrikes, particularly with uh, you know 2,000-pound bombs, and more use of infantry on the ground, which which can be more precise and more discerning, and take better care to avoid collateral damage and certainly civilian casualties.
0: Are you seeing that as they zero in on Khan Yunus and and expand their war in Gaza?
2: You know, it's hard to see that, Brianna, because like most people, I'm dependent on what uh, the media reports on the ground. And, you know, many of your reporters and others others are able to get in, but it's hard to see the day-to-day combat and what's happening. Now, we do see airstrikes. It's hard to tell uh, how big those are and uh, are they hitting in the really, really dense civilian areas. So it's hard to tell. But look, the outcome will uh, over time will see through casualties, but they do need to take care. It's, it's, it's important uh, that uh, as you conduct this, this, this war, uh, we're, because otherwise, uh, again, they're gonna have to deal with uh, an enraged population after the fact in Gaza, because this will end at some point. And then there has to be this, uh, the, the outcome has to be some type of governance of Gaza. And you have to figure out how you do that uh, and not create an even greater threat on your border uh, once that happens.
0: Yeah. Certainly. Uh, And that's a warning, obviously, that they're getting from so many uh, folks in America who have learned this lesson in a very difficult way. Secretary Esper, great to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time.